it is a very different day today. Um, I went to my workout five for five for the week and it was really awesome. It's a good feeling. Um, I was able to get into my routine, get to sleep early um, and get up early. And what I did was I juiced every morning. So, um, did, did I even welcome you? <laughs> welcome to my soaking studio. <laughs> I just went into my, my routine, but I'm, I'm really happy that you're here because it's so nice to be able to just chill out and share with you, you know, the, um, the discipline that it takes to just get it done. Get it done, do it. Um, I did probably close to 10,000, if not more, steps um, a day during the week also, which is great. But anyway, um, I have had great challenges with um, a healthy BM, which I'm learning more and more how important that is. And um, a healthy BM would be uh, going every day. And um, if it's super healthy, uh, going two to three times a day. But if you're not going at least once a day, then there are things that you can change in your diet um, or other things that you can do to help it along the way. Um, one of the things that has been helpful um, in the past, and it's also helpful for um, healthy eating, it's healthy oils from avocado. And if you have, um, really, if you have like an avocado and an apple a day, um, <laughs> you'll, um, you'll do really well. Apple really gives a lot of uh, energy and so apple with uh, almond butter is just a great snack and really really delicious um, also I put some cinnamon on there too and it's like yum <laughs> um, so anyway you're getting yeah your healthy fats and then um, you know a quick like pick-me-up snack and then also the cinnamon too um, so I had talked about um, juicing and what I did was I stuck to the program that um, my my healthy friend <laughs> um, the one that she she told me to um, to juice celery cucumber lemon and that's an organic lemon everything's organic um, and and lemon the whole lemon and um, ginger and so I did that uh, I put in flax seed hemp seed um, chia seeds and maca I think I've told you this recipe before and I also put in uh, make sure you're getting 16 ounces um, I also put in um, my collagen which is collagen and protein uh, in in there and I had it every morning uh, whether it was before or after the workout ideally it's before the workout but uh, there's been times where 
I didn't get up super early and I was getting to the gym just barely making it on time at 5 a.m. So um, then I would juice after. I had a really good breakfast after. Um, I'm not a before the, the workout breakfast person. Um, some people are, but I need to let it digest for an hour, which means that I would need to wake up at three o'clock and eat. So what I usually do is I go to the gym, I work out, and then I have a really good breakfast after. And then um, that really sets the tone for the day because I don't snack. So then I'll have um, a good uh, lunch and then um, either that or I'll have snack at lunchtime and then I'll have the lunch later in the evening and um, not a heavy dinner or no dinner at all. So for me, uh, the intermittent fasting works and then also um, a longer fasting. So if I eat at four um, in the afternoon and I don't eat until about six, um, probably around 6.15 in the morning, uh, then I've already fasted for over 12 hours, right? So um, that's my schedule, but everybody needs to work out their own schedule. So uh, my, my sweetie, what we did was we roasted vegetables for him, for his, his, his snack, and um, then I told him that it's great if he's able to have a protein with the vegetables. So what he's been doing is his snack is um, the apple with the almond butter. And then this is almond butter I get from Trader Joe's. There, It's raw almond butter, so it's not toasted. There's nothing in there other than almonds. So it's not toasted, there's no salt, no sugar. And the most disgusting thing was because um, he used to eat peanut butter with the apples and he said that he, you know, misses his peanut butter. But I took a picture of all the contents that's in the Jif, Jiffy or what is it called, Jif? Jif, it's called Jif. Um, and Skippy, it's Skippy and Jif, right? Uh, I took pictures and they're not even afraid to say they're fully hydrogenated uh, vegetable oil. The other one said partially um, hydrogenated vegetable oil. And um, there's sugar and there's salt and there's other stuff in there. I think there's stuff, there's like preservatives and everything. And if you think about it, it's so processed. And, and kids and people are so addicted to that sugar and that salt in there, they're not really getting the benefits of the peanut. Also, there's um, alpha toxins in the um, in the peanuts, which is a, a mold. I don't know if it's a mold or fungus um, that's in peanuts and soy and corn. And uh, guess what? We eat a lot of in packaged foods is that soy lechitin. Oh my God, that's so gross. You know, like I saw um, how it's made and I saw canola oil made and it's processed and processed and processed and processed and processed and processed and processed and, processed and, processed and, and, and it goes through 
through so much process. It's it, there's no benefit in it at all. It was like really disgusting. And then I read what that soy. I don't. I'm not sure if I'm saying correctly, but the soy lechitin. Um, that's like in pretty much everything. And the reason why. Um, so sorry. So anyway, that's basically like um, the the sludge, I guess, the floating sludge from the soy, and they they put that in um, packaged products. If you look, it's probably in a lot of things that you wouldn't even guess. And um, some people are sensitive to soy, but anyway, soy and corn have the um, a lot of the GMOs, right? So, and then it's got the alpha toxins. So um, what happens is that uh, they feed cattle, the soy and corn. They feed farmed fish, soy and corn. And um, that, that's where all the hormones and everything, it gets put into. So that's the reason why we don't eat um, farm fish because there isn't really the um, good omega-3s in there. Plus, also, the most disgusting thing is that salmon that's farmed is um, gray. It's not even salmon color, and it doesn't have that um, omega-3 richness in it. And um, what happens is they add color in. So if you go to the grocery store, you'll see that they have added color in it's gross, right? They've added color in to the fish and they will say that it's artificially colored. So think about those toxins and all the, the, the work that you do to flush toxins, flush toxins, flush toxins, and then you eat farm fish, which doesn't really have any value at all. And even worse, you know, has like the GMOs and all this stuff in it, so I can go on and on, um, but just the more that we learn about what's put into food, um, the scarier it is. So, um, I will go on to a different topic, <laughs> but um, it, it's so important, you know, we when we roasted the vegetables, all we did was put olive oil on it. Uh, we barely even needed the salt and pepper because the flavors just bursted and it was just amazing. The textures, the flavors, it was just so, so delicious. So I'm sure we're gonna do that again this weekend. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's so, so awesome. The, the bounty of the earth, I call it. Just the natural flavors that are in foods. And um, if you look at the display of bell peppers, wow, it's just like bursting with color, right? So all the color, uh, it, it has certain um, minerals in there, vitamins and minerals that are in it, that create those colors. And so that's the reason why people say when you go into the produce department, just pick all the pretty colors. So if you have kids, have them pick all the pretty colors, and those are probably the best foods to eat. Um, so, uh, uh, going on to other things, I um, I have been working on my relationship with money, 
and I um, stayed at a hotel last um, early last week, and I was <clears throat> I get paid once a month, so I I need to really um, figure out you know the essentials. And I put money, a little money aside for hotel um, holds, which, um, you know, they release. And then I'll get reimbursed for other things later. But I put um, hotel holds, um, well, they, they the hotel put hotel holds on my card. And uh, it was a debit card. So I didn't have that money for a period of time. So I needed to think about, you know, my gas and my food and stuff for the the rest of the month and uh, anyway what I did was I said I'm going to um, continue to really be good with my money and my relationship with money and I um, tipped the hotel staff very generously um, I had also tipped uh, in in December uh, we went to a restaurant it was like a very generous tip I think it was over 20%, but the guy was just amazing, the server. And so, you know, rather than asking for like a couple of dollars and change, uh, I just gave him the whole thing. Cause he asked the whole thing, I go, yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, when we give, we will get back. Uh, I won't tell you the amount, but um, I I had this fever to clean out my car and I so happened to not throw a single thing away until I had looked through everything and some of the things I realized were things that I had no idea what to do with and um, that was part of my stuckness and I uh, what I did was I cleaned out the car and then I went through all of my stuff to see, you know, what I need to get rid of and what things to keep and then um, what things to organize. And I did. And the amazing thing is I found, you know how sometimes when you find like a $1 bill and you're excited? Okay, I found $100 bills. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to figure out how in the world I could miss that money. And um, then I kind of identified um, where, I, I, I'm almost positive I know where the money um, was from and why it was stashed. And um, regardless, it's my money. And, um, and you know, I don't share the car or anything my possessions with anybody so it just was that fever that I had inside of me that drove me to that and I I laughed and I cried and I prayed and um, thanked God for this beautiful planting of the money <laughs> in the time that I really needed it but you know that all comes from thinking from abundance and having a really good relationship with money. Prior to that, I had um, asked the universe to bring me money, to bring me abundance. And (laughs) 
it came. <laughs> and I knew exactly where that was from. So anyway, um, we don't get to have this every day, right? But, um, you know, even if it is like a penny, a quarter, whatever it is, uh, it's money. It's, it's abundance. And like we have beautiful relationship with our spouse or our children, we need to have a good relationship with money. I remember my cousin told me a long time ago, he said, treat your money like you would a person. You know, really take care. And uh, what I also thankfully found um, with my fever of organizing and cleaning is this um, voucher for me to start my six week program. So I um, don't know if I told you all this story already, but uh, I was in a six week program and that's an intense workout, five days a week. And I did it this week on my own, um, five days. And as long as you go, go to Monday, go to Monday. <laughs> that's like one day in the bag. <laughs> Monday workouts are so important. <laughs> Needless to say, everyone will say Monday, Monday, Monday. It, it, it sets the tone for the whole week. It feels good. I've already got one down. And the best thing for me is I don't need to go on the weekends. Um, although I will go on a walk um, on the weekends. I'm not going to go to the training. However, that goes into... Uh, oh, and, and I wanted to say that I'm, that money that I found... Um, uh, it was part of the new, quote-unquote, new money that I'm talking about. And that can come in all shapes and forms. So, I originally, I thought, oh, that's going to come from my new job, you know, my new money. And these are the things that I'm going to do with my new money. And um, then I said, hmm, it doesn't need to come from my job. I don't know how the money is going to come, but it will come. And I need not worry about that. But just keep working diligently on saving and thinking about, you know, generously tipping the people who are helping you. Because if it's self-care or, you know, whatever service it is, they're putting out their efforts into helping you have a wonderful experience. And hopefully that's what we do every day. And we get, you know, we get back in different ways, right? So we don't know. We don't, we can't predict in which way that we get money. Anyway, I can't remember if, um, if I've <laughs> talked about my whole ordeal with the cable company and uh what's it's actually satellite so i i've got my life back um where people can't do without uh internet service or tv service or um sometimes people have landlines still but uh it's it was still through the uh the internet that i had my phone service and uh i did without it because I said I don't even use it. So I um, threw out the dish and 
I um, got my balcony back. I got my sanity back in the balcony because I can actually use it now to just sit, sit and chat if I wanted to. And it's beautiful. I've got my plants all set up out there. Um, but where I'm going with this is that I took measures to cut the things I'm not really using. So that goes into thinking about the things in the house that you're not using or the things in the car that you're not using, things that are taking up space. If they're taking up space in your, your, um, your mind, in your heart, in your soul, you're not using these things, they're not useful for you, they're not serving you, get rid of it. Or cut the service, or you know, do what you need to do to, to um, take that off of your plate because we have so much on our plate that we need to take things off. And that's where the key is to gaining control, it's taking things off your plate that, that's no longer useful. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a um, fortune cookie or not, but I just remembered <laughs> the wise saying, uh, that I, I, I'm almost positive it's Confucius, but I'm, I'm not, <laughs> please don't quote me, but it said the more that we have, the more we have to worry about. And so, you know, honestly, it's really true because when I moved and like when everybody moves, they throw out a bunch of stuff, right? Stuff that we're holding on to. Why do we need to hold on to it? And even like people or ideas or things or, um, you know, possessions, why do we hold onto it? If it's not serving us, we let it go. We let it go. We let it go. We let it go. Yeah. So anyway, we need to focus on important things. One of the articles that I read uh, was actually about the strength training that I was talking about yesterday. So if you hadn't heard the previous podcast, please go back to the podcast. It talks about um, a strength overload. I can't remember how I called it. Um, but um, it's, uh, it's progressive. I called it progressive strengthening, but it's actually a progressive overload that um, I was getting at. And there was, uh, it's, it's a Greek, um, it's a Greek story because, um, at the time, the, this, uh, goodness, <laughs> I have to look up the, um, the story, pardon me, <laughs> I don't usually go by notes, but I want to get my story straight, but anyway, just, just what I found is that um, the the place that is considered Italy now um, used to be owned by Greece, is my understanding. And so um, there was a wrestler. So the wrestler is from Italy, but there was a wrestler, and he um, decided when there was a newborn calf, um, by his house that he would um, pick up the newborn calf and uh, carry it on his way 
to, I don't remember exactly where, doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know if it was school or where exactly. Um, yeah, this, he was from Southern Italy. Okay, let me get my story straight. Anyway, um, his name was Milo or Milo. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. Um, from Croton. Milo, Milo from Croton. And um, what he did was every time, every time, every day, he picked up this newborn calf and he brought it um, the great distance. Uh, I even saw a visual of him bringing it up the hill, which I'm not exactly sure if that's true or not, you know, because a lot of things can get um, changed. But <laughs> regardless, uh, the story goes is that he picked up the newborn calf and he did this every single day. Well, every single day, he was getting stronger every single day. This newborn calf was growing, right? Every single day. There wasn't a day that he missed that he did this. And so he had such incredible strength that he became this amazing wrestler because he had this amazing strength. Well, anyway, he did this for four years until it turned into, eventually over the four years, right, every day, um, into a four-year-old bull. Can you imagine that? So I, the, um, the moral of the story is progressive overload. What that means is that we, we needn't overwhelm ourselves for something that seems so overwhelming and something that we don't know or that we're not conditioned to do, we don't have the skills or the knowledge to do. But what we can do is we can go through the motions of um, doing that thing. Same thing like what I would like to do is uh, not only train for a 5K but train for a 10K. So when I actually do the 5K, it'll be a piece of cake, hopefully. <laughs> but how do I start that? I walk, right? I don't run. I don't run, try to run a 10K, or like how some people think that they can run a marathon. No, we train. How do we train? We break it down. So every day, I walk a half a mile in the morning, and um, this is at work, and then I walk a half, a half a mile in the afternoon. So every day, I walk a mile. I walk a mile a day. So anything on top of that is, is good news, <laughs> but I walk a mile a day. So when it came for me to walk a three and a half mile walk um, with my sweetie, I was able to do it, and he had confidence that I was able to do it because I already walk a mile a day. So it was a little bit challenging because it's three and a half miles, but I was able to walk it and it, I was fine. Not to say that um, I wouldn't be able to walk maybe like a five mile walk, but you know, eventually I would be able to do that. That would be like a nonstop five walk, you know, five, five uh, mile walk, but I'm working myself up to it. And um, sooner or later, um, once 
we do more walks, then we'll do a walk jog, walk walking and jogging combination of, then eventually a little bit more jogging. And then eventually, which jogging is probably his fast walking. Um, <laughs> so eventually, um, then it'll be a little bit more jogging than walking and then fully with jogging and then running, right? So that's how we, we do it. We do a little bit at a time. But um, the interesting thing about this story I'd love to tell you in detail, so um, once I do find it, I will um, post, uh, actually what I'll do is I'll, I'll post this link that I'm reading this so you can kind of follow along too if you need to, but I thought this was really interesting that when, when we learn something, sometimes we think we need to know every single thing about it. We don't, we need to know core principles. And so they broke this particular story down to strength training. So this is called progressive overload. And what Milo did was he started out light and then he eventually over time went heavy, right? Same thing with um, any type of sport. Mine was gymnastics. I worked, um, probably worked out three times a week and at home I was working out all the time because I practiced and practiced and practiced when I was at home. So when I got to the gym, like I already was well advanced, um, whereas some of the other girls, they only practiced when they went to the gym. So my practice was like my, my um, not performance level, but um, but close too because I practiced a lot certain moves that I really needed to to get down So anyway, I thought this was really interesting um, goes down to the the core principles When you first start to study a field, it seems like you have to memorize a zillion things You don't what you need to do is identify the core principles generally three to 12 of them, so break them down, right? That govern the field. The million, the million things you thought you had to memorize are simply various combinations of the core principles. And that's a quote by John T. Reed. How interesting, right? So anyway, um, they broke this down um, this uh, progressive overload in this story of Milo down to three things. One is start to light. Focus on volume before intensity. So for my six-week challenge, uh, we did not start light as far as actually doing the moves, but I was watching someone new today and um, a, a member was helping her, a veteran, was helping her and she says, get the moves down right first and then add weight. And I thought that was really great, right? So we get the moves down first before we even add weight. So we'll, we'll get, you know, we'll get to that, right? Um, then don't miss workouts. 
Miley says, Milo's strategy wouldn't have worked very well if he tried to pick up the bull on its birthday every year. The calf would have grown too much and Milo would have grown too little. And yet, that is exactly the strategy many of us employ. So, um, talking about so many things. If we do it every day, like I said, we have choices every day to make our, um, you know, make the action to make things happen. Um, mine was uh, to go to sleep early, get up early. So I was able to do it like piece of cake this week. It was a cakewalk. <laughs> and I was able to work out and I didn't even realize I was sore until one day I was like, huh, I'm a little sore. Like, I just knew, my mind just knew I was automatically, you know, I knew I was going to get sore and I didn't even think about it. I just walk funny or, you know, do things a little bit more slowly. <laughs> but I didn't concentrate on the soreness. I concentrated on going to sleep every day, going to the workout every day. And then I upload a, a selfie, a sweaty selfie. It's a um, it's an app that we have, and we could upload a sweaty selfie. So I did that every day, every day that I work out. It's awesome. Um, anyway, so that's the second core value, and then the other one, or or what it, how do they call it, core um, principle. And then the third one is increase in very small ways. So it says every day Milo's calf grew a little bit, an ounce here, a pound there, and yet these tiny gains added up to very significant weight in a relatively short period of time. It works the same way in the gym, right? So for me, I'm not concerned about, oh my gosh, how much weight did I lose today? How much this? How much that? What does my body look like? No, nope, I don't even worry about that. I just go to the gym every day. I just go every single day or work out in some way every single day, right? And then that way, it's like, gosh, it gets such a peace of mind. And then also the workouts, it's not only doing my body good, but it's also doing my mind good too because of the serotonins and other things that are, you know, being created. I'm eating better, I'm sleeping better, I sleep better. But my workouts, oh my gosh, I sleep so good. And I also use um, my meditation. So I'm not relying on caffeine, I'm not relying on, um, you know, drugs to, to get me to sleep or um, things to relax me or anything. I'm doing all natural and it feels wonderful. Right? But I, I've made these choices. But make choices that are good for you. So my sweetie, I'm helping him with healthy eating choices and he loves it. He thinks it's great and he's got energy and he's been walking since it's it's been dry and cool and, and warm, I guess, at nighttime. It's gonna be raining in the next couple of days. But he usually does like um his own cycling, uh intensive cycling, but wanted to change it up and wanted to walk this week. It felt great. It's good that we do things. Sometimes we need to change things up and it feels wonderful. So just keep these things in mind. I will continue to talk about, you know, different ways that we can strengthen ourselves. But, you know, 
the main thing is it's the mindset i realize i'm like piece of cake i've done six week challenge before i've done it before i know i could do it i know what i need to do to get it done and i also know that it's gonna it's not I mean, well, it's not gonna be easy but i need to challenge myself now so if i need to go heavier if i need to do more if i need to intensify my training, I'm not going to take it easy just to get by the six weeks. I'm not going to do that. So I need to challenge myself, right? At the same time, I, th- I thought, oh my God, it's all a mindset. When, you know, there's there's people who complain and stuff and, oh, it's too hard and this and that. And um, as as you had listened and if you haven't listened to the um, the video that I put in the notes and talked about that wrestler, he looked at things like things were fun and things were enjoyable. There are those at the gym who are like that. I try to be, um, you know, and and I just I just do it. You know, I'm there. I just do it and find what works for you. I really needed this group um, this type of motivation, and I get people who text me, there are even people who come to, to these people's homes, if they don't send in their weight, um, because we need to do weight every week, on the challenge, we need to do that, not on a regular basis, but on the challenge, and basically, we need to post every workout, um, so that we can be accountable, we have a, a Facebook account, we have to post every workout, and, um, you know, it's awesome. We have accountability and we work 100% when, you know, at, at everything, through everything, the whole program, all the time. And it's not all a mindset, you know, it's just like really being dedicated to do it. And I'm so happy and so proud of myself because I was actually going to let this go. Saying, you know, I don't need it and, you know, but then I thought, hmm. If I could save a couple of hundred dollars by not paying gym gym fee, if I could save and I could do this free, it's a free challenge because I've earned it from my last challenge, and I also get a an ex um all expense paid trip at the end. That's what I know that I'll earn. I could use that trip as a gift for uh, me and my sweetie to go someplace so that's gonna be his birthday present (laughs) and um i'll get done before my 50th birthday so i am just overjoyed it's a gift to myself and whereas people see as torture i see it's a gift it's a blessing to have this opportunity because right now i would normally be hibernating i would just be in the bed i would have no energy I would be, I don't get depressed, but I would just be lazy, I guess you can call. And, um, you know, ramping up to my golden years. I said, I want to be golden in my golden years. I don't want to have any type of restrictions. That's something that I could have prevented now from happening later, right? I don't want that. What I do want is to be, you know, active and free and um, be able to uh, be pain-free too. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm going to get 
a bone density test and talk to my doctor about other types of tests as a milestone for my age and things that are, are or could be deteriorating. Um, and then also like muscle atrophy, right? We worry about those things. And as I said, we're all growing older every day. We all are. It's just we don't really think about it until about a certain age. Or maybe we are that certain age and we're like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> Where did those things come from? <laughs> Why do I look like my mom? <laughs> Why do I like, look like my dad? <laughs> and those things. But anyway, um, I'm sure your mom and dad are lovely people. But we can reverse the aging process. And I plan to continue to do that. Um, people are in shock when I tell them that I'll be 50 and I'm happy and proud and excited not because it's the number of 50 but you know things happen they happen to all of us and we do we age but we have our choice to age gracefully I saw this man who was um, he's over 65 he's probably close to 70 Oh my gosh, this man was so hot. <laughs> I was like, were you in the military? Because he was just fit. And, he, you know, beautiful hair and skin and everything. I said, were you in the military? Because I just thought, you know, maybe he was military and he, you know, kept himself up and stuff. I don't know why I thought military. Maybe because he was so strong, too. Um, he was doing stuff like the, you know, the kids were doing, the 20-year-olds, the ones who were in the gym all the time. And, and so he says, no, he goes, I'm retired. I go to the gym every day. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is, like, really hot. <laughs> but he took care of himself. He was proud. He was happy. And um, he had a purpose, right, every day. He's helping his muscles. He's helping his brain. He's helping his um, bones and 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 also his skin too that does help it helps in so many ways and we work at our own pace and in our own way and things that will motivate us you know we're all different and uh sweetie and i we have completely opposite uh days and workouts i work out in the morning i go to work and then i come home he is at home he goes to work and he works out late and then he goes to sleep. Completely different schedules. But so awesome how we're able to find things that work for us. I I was on the cycle, intensive cycling, probably for like five minutes and I was dying. But he could do it for an hour. Why? Because he does it on a regular basis. And um, you know, that's that's his thing. It's not my thing. I could probably do this thing for an hour and he may be dying, not his thing, but we have worked up to where we are. So we can't automatically expect people to be where we are because we started in, you know, a certain place, right? So we know that over time we, we're, we're going to do it. We get better, we get stronger and, um, the, you know, it's like, the things that we thought were overwhelming, we can break them down into those core principles and focus on those things. And then the other stuff, it just comes.
So rather than being overwhelmed, um, just focus on, <laughs> sometimes people say, sometimes the small stuff is big stuff, right? Um, and it's true. When you talk about regularly strengthening um, that wrestler, uh, he regularly strengthened his mind and he wasn't overwhelmed by that little ounce, the little pound, and here and there, um, he wasn't overwhelmed because he did it every day. So it becomes mind strength, becomes physical strength, mind strength, soul strength, because this is beautiful energy and nutrient nutrition for your soul. You're nourishing your soul. You have a purpose. You're getting better. You're getting stronger. You're getting more confident, right? Oh, so anyway, <laughs> um, before I get cut off here, it's almost a, um, an hour, which it, I get, I'll get cut off in an hour, but it's been lovely talking to you. Um, story goes that Milo was a six-time wrestling champion at the ancient Olympic Games in Greece. In 540 BC, he won the boys wrestling category, then proceeded to win the men's competition at the next five Olympic Games in a row. He also dominated, so the Olympic Games, I don't know if the ancient ones run like the way they run now, but it was every four years, right? Um, I, I'm not sure if that's how it was, but anyway, he won um, the next five Olympic Games in a row. He also dominated the Pythian Games, seven-time winner, the Isthmian Games, ten-time winner, and Nemean Games, nine-time winner. And I'll hopefully be able to copy and paste all of this in the notes so that you can see all of this stuff and be able to follow along with my lovely pronunciation of all of these. <laughs> anyway, it, it doesn't matter, right? Um, he really strengthened his mind. He really built himself up. And we could do this on the inside. That's the whole purpose of my podcast, right? We talk about building up from the inside. Everything else will come. But you need to build and strengthen from the inside. How do we do this? Same thing like Milo. We need to do it every day. And every day we have choices. And every day it will give us the freedom. It will free us up for other things too. Because we will get faster and better at doing it as well. So... Don't rush yourself, but do move and do do this. Do your, your mind strengthening every day. Uh, I listened to beautiful TED Talk and this woman uh, had talked about neuroplasticity, which you have, may have heard, and it seriously works. Uh, my coworker, she has a cast on her good arm or her dominant arm. So now she needs to, to write and do everything on the other side. 
even the mousing, mousing, doing her hair, doing, um, you know, everything, writing. And uh, I said, you know what? You're helping your brain. And she's like, well, thankfully, something good <laughs> is happening. But seriously, that was one of the things I mentioned in another um, episode was to help your brain, right? You need to continue to do that. So please do not get overwhelmed. Do things at your own pace. Challenge yourself. And if there are opportunities, take them. I didn't even think about doing this voucher until the very, very last um, second almost. And then I had to find the voucher. And once I found the voucher, I said, huh, it says on the voucher, treat like cash. <laughs> well, I don't even remember what I did with it after I got it. Because in my mind, I said, well, I'm not going to give it to anybody. And I'm probably not going to do it myself anyway. And I just totally disregarded it. I didn't even have a picture of it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I took a picture of the trip. <laughs> I didn't take a picture of the voucher, which was cash. So it's actually about um, $400 uh, program that I um, was gifted. I gifted to myself. And um, I'm so excited, so happy. And it's a blessing. It's a gift. Every, every opportunity is a gift. And if we take it as such, we will have such joy in doing it. And um, it will be a piece of cake. So you can have your cake and eat it too. Okay, love you all. Kisses. And um, have an awesome, awesome day. Mwah.